Welcome to the On Stage with Wellness podcast. I'm Danny, And I'm Gina. We are performers turned certified health coaches who help artists reclaim their power and take intentional action in their life. Are you a performer who is tired of feeling burnt out, not good enough, and like you don't have control over your career? Get ready to feel energized, confident, and fully in charge of you on and off the stage. Tune in each week to get holistic lifestyle and nutrition tips for a sustainable career as a performer, our own inspirational stories and experiences, as well as our guests, and practical tools to handle rejection, competition, and perfectionism in the industry. And now, on with the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the On Stage with Wellness podcast. This is Gina. (laughs) Hello, Danny here. (laughs) We have an awesome guest with us today. She is a dear friend of mine from Lululemon, and I'm so excited that she's here today. Um, Yes. A graduate of Rollins College, Elodie Germain is a Haitian singer-songwriter with a passion for songwriting, jazz, musical theater, and acapella. She grew up in Southern and Central Africa and now calls Orlando home. Immediately after graduating, she was offered the opportunity to perform with the renowned acapella group, Voices of Liberty at Walt Disney World. So good. She (laughs) currently works there full time and is working on her songwriting business as well. Welcome, Elodie. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Such a radiant light. I wish you guys could see her face beautiful. Um, So talk to us a little bit about how you got into singing with your background. You said you grew up in Africa, you're Haitian, like talk to us about how performing and music was a part of your life at an early age. Okay. Um, Wow. Music has (laughs) always kind of been, because I moved around so much growing up, you know, my parents, um, they worked for the United Nations. So we were like up and down and all around Africa. We started in Haiti and up and down all around Africa. That's incredible. Um, yeah, it, it just, music was the one thing that was constant for me. So it was just the thing that I was like, okay, um, I know that no matter where I go, if I sing this song, everyone will sing along. Like we'll all get along if this happens. So music was just my through line. So I, I kind of stuck to it. Um, and kind of worked on different aspects of it. So I would be like singing on the praise team at church and like writing songs with my friends over here and like singing these songs over here. And, you know, so it was just something that always kind of helped me stay sane, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that makes, I mean, I totally get that. I totally understand that. Um, what, um, I guess what made you like want to do it as a career? Like what, what made you be like, oh, this is the thing that I see myself doing. Yeah. I think it's, it was just that, um, sorry, somebody's cutting grass right outside my window right now. I like of all the times to be doing that. Anyways, um, a reality for you. I know. Tell me about it. So as a career, I think I just couldn't see myself doing anything else um, in the sense of like, I would be like, okay, yeah, I could, you know, my dad's a psychologist and I really like what he does. I like the, um, the idea of being able to communicate with people and help them through their problems. And that's an amazing skill. And so I would look into that, but then I'd be like, I don't really, I can't see it. You know, like, it's not something that I can see myself really pursuing and enjoying and so um and that was for other things like I was almost a marine biologist I almost had an English major like all these different things I really tried to like jump in because my parents had this thing where they were like 
at least try something else before you go head on into this thing that could be super difficult. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And I tried everything like during college, but it was like, it doesn't like, it doesn't fit. Like this feels like what's right. This feels Mm. like what I should be doing. And I feel like whatever job that I would have picked, I would have been miserable at some point or another. Why not be miserable doing something that I absolutely love, you know? Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that you said that. I love that you said nothing felt right. Nothing felt like you. And I love how confident you are in that decision and you were willing to try other things, but you always came back to what gave you the most joy. I love that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. So how did songwriting become a big thing for you? Like what made you say like, I want to write my own music. I want to write my own songs. Um, it was a combination of things, actually. It was, it's the first song that I ever wrote was just kind of like therapy for me. So it was just like a, a moment where I was like, I just have to, I have to put this down somewhere. Like I can't keep this in anymore. And I wrote it and I was like, oh, that's, that's not bad. It's not bad. And I would play it for other people and they're like, oh, that's really good. And that encouragement felt really good. And it also felt good to see that other people related to what I was writing um, and that's something that I always admired in other writers, like in other songs, I would listen and be like, "Ugh, I love that you're, you're reading my mind right now. I love that you have on like in this song, what I've been trying to say for such a long time. And so I, I want to be other people, you know, I want to be able to like um, put down on into a song, into a thing that really like evokes emotion and helps them to express um, I, I want to be able to do that for them. So I hope that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I love how, um, how like authentic it feels like your, your songwriting is because you're, you're doing like, you found this thing that you love so much and you are doing it for you and it just happens to resonate with people. And I feel like that is like the true, like that's true artistry. Like that's that's what artists like hope to achieve, right? Yeah. Like we hope to be able to connect with an audience or connect with people, and like that's what you're doing, and that's so cool. Yeah, I love that. yeah. I love the behind it is beautiful. I love that. Yeah. So with songwriting, because I have dappled in songwriting, <laughs> but I just feel like. I started when I was still really hard on myself with like perfectionism mm-hmm. and making, cause I don't, um, play an instrument. So I'm not, you know, super, um, I'm not an expert at like writing tunes. I'm more into like the words. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to hear kind of your take on maybe what are the basics of songwriting and if someone had no idea how to do it and they were like, I'm just going to like experiment real quick of like how I can do this. What are like the basics and outline and maybe some tips? Yeah. Okay. So songwriting um, is a lot like journaling to me. I feel like it's not supposed to be perfect. Um, the rules are great. They're great guidelines. I think that's what rules are all supposed to be. They're just supposed to be like, here is, you know, the outline of your drawing. Now you can color literally anywhere. Um, So I think the basics would be that you need to know what you're trying to say and then just start writing it. And 
my biggest rule, even for myself and anybody that I teach, don't erase anything. I mean, don't write in pen, but like, don't, don't <laughs> erase any I of your, um, any of your ideas. As soon as you write them down, write them down. If you really don't like it, put a line through it. So, you know, you don't like it. If you erase it, then you are just, you, you won't ever have anything full. So just keep, keep writing, keep writing, keep writing, and then pull from that and take what you do like. And you're like, oh, this doesn't suck. And this is fine. And, you know, um, and then you put it together. And <laughs> this is so funny. Last week, uh, or not last week, like two days ago, Saturday, um, in my songwriting class that I, like I co-teach, um, I was writing with these two other people and it was a good song. Like I was like, okay, this is fine, blah, blah, blah. And we performed it at the end of the class. And then I listened to it yesterday and I'm like, oh, hold on. This is a really good song. I had no idea we wrote a good song. And I think <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what happens when you're like in the moment of writing, you have all these doubts and all of these like, man, this really sucks. I'm a terrible writer. I don't know why I'm doing this. Um, but then the stepping away and coming back helps you to realize that you're, you're always too hard on yourself in the moment. So you really have to give yourself grace when it comes to actually writing stuff down. And then from there, step away and then come back because it's always better than you think it is. Um, and then, so practical tips, get a book. <laughs> always keep all your songs in one place. So I have several like little songwriting books that I've um, gone through kind of through the years. Um, and I say get a book, not only because it's easy to keep everything in one place, but it's also great to look back and see what your process used to be, like what, like to see um, how you've grown as a writer, to see like, like things that used to work for you that maybe you've stopped doing that could work in the future. So it's just kind of like a good track record of how things are going for you. Um, and I guess another good practical tip is Instruments are helpful, but they're not always necessary. Some of my favorite songs that I've written, I wrote without picking up any instrument at all. I would just like tap on something and sing a melody because the, like I said, it's the rules are guidelines. Like it doesn't have to rhyme. It doesn't have to like stick to a beat. You just have to be expressive and know what you're saying. So I hope, I think that's it. <laughs> that was amazing. That's I feel like, cool. I feel like you just made songwriting like super accessible for many people and including myself. Like now yeah. I feel like I could go and write some songs. Yes, yes you, know you should. <laughs> I love I'll that. Hear them. And I love too, cause I'm, I'm not a musician or um, a singer. I don't know if you know Elodie, but I'm like, I, I'm a dancer. I have a dance background. So, but I feel like what you said could apply to like choreography in the yeah. same way. It's like, don't, you know, keep keep notes of what you're doing like you know just keep going and pull from like what worked and what didn't work and you know kind of like getting out of that perfectionist mentality so that was like yeah. super cool to hear I loved that yeah. awesome. and if you haven't listened to our recent episode on the book big magic have you read that book Elodie I haven't but you've told me about it it's on my list yes it's all about how like that mentality of doubting yourself really holds us back and the whole yeah. book's around creativity. But if you haven't read that book, go read it. Um, awesome. What you said is, is exactly true to, to the creative mind and what we should yeah. be doing. So, so beautiful. Um, um, I have a, a question that just kind of occurred to me. Um, 
what um I guess like what what do you like envision for yourself as a songwriter like what do you hope to achieve like what's your version of success as a songwriter awesome that's always a great question I've had to kind of reevaluate that through the years um because in the beginning it was being a singer songwriter where I would write my own songs and um you know release albums and EPs and stuff like that and that's all great but I think what I really love is not I love the performance aspect of it. I'm not gonna like say that I don't, but um, what I love the most is writing and the way that that makes other people feel. So I don't have necessarily to be the one to sing it or perform it. I just want the words to be out there and to be being heard. And so um, my vision is to become a songwriter that writes not just for myself, but for other people on their albums and projects, but then also I'd love to write for shows and I'd love to write for, like, I, I just want to be the lyricist, you know, like if, if it's for like a musical, I'd love to be the person that sits with the other musician and like um, creates the lyrics to like the score. And then um, if it's for a company, I'd love to write jingles. I'm, I've been doing a little bit of that. I'm talking to some people. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's more the writing aspect. So just creating a company where I um, write, not just for myself, and I do wanna write for myself and release like music, but write for other people so that it, there's more of it out there and I'm not the only one responsible for distributing it. I love mm. that. Yes. Oh my God. Such good hags over there. <laughs> and I can't wait yeah. for like all of that to come into fruition. You're already on like a great, a great path. Just knowing you. It personally. feels like very yeah. entrepreneurial of you too. You know, like you're like thinking like really big picture and you're like, mm. you know, gonna like bring it to other people and have them, you know, sing it. That's, you yeah. know, that's very, that's very cool. I love that. Thank you. And as a singer, like, I love being able to, I love when songs have a, a good marriage of both the music and how it moves me, like just listening to the music evokes emotion, but also the words alone can be used as yeah. poetry and can evoke emotion. And when they're married together, like, uh, it's like usually some of my favorite songs. So yeah. the fact that like, yeah, the fact that you want to create music with musicians for shows and be able to tell stories um, mm -hmm. while also having the goal of evoking emotion and um, really moving people is such a great goal to have because I feel like the songs on the radio these days I'm just like oh like you could have said that so much better with your words right. um, and, and that's why we need Elodie yes <laughs> amazing I'm on my way <laughs> yes, you save the day um, around songwriting, how do you stay inspired and what is your favorite content to write? Oh man, inspiration is, is hard. I think that there's always, I think everybody goes through kind of the writer's block. It's not always writers, it could be like dancer's block or like performer's block. Like it's just a moment in your life where you just lose like the magic. And I think what really has helped for me is going back and remembering why I loved it in the first place. So like playing old songs that I used, that I wrote 
years ago or like listening to artists that make me want to write more so listening to people who say like for me it's people who write about more than just like the typical three which is like love and money and like i don't know like the the typical things that you hear about on the radio and partying like breakups exactly uh. yeah um one of my favorite people that does that is jason mraz um he is this incredible singer songwriter that i started listening to oh my gosh a little over 10 years ago now um and i i love that he i mean he writes beautiful love songs and all of these he he has that but he also writes songs about um the moon and he wrote songs about his grandfather and he's written songs about like um what you do when you're sad and he he has this song called three things or three steps where he talks about what it is that he does when he really is not in a good place and i think that's stuff that's like that's tangible like good and it's a good song you know and so stuff like that inspires me and i know that it does so i have like I also create lots of playlists. It's kind of like a pastime. So I have a playlist of just, it's called Songspiration. So it's just like songs that I listen to that like bring up that inspiration. I'm like, wow, that's really good. I want to write some more of that. Oh my God. Jason Raz is actually from Richmond. Oh. Yeah, where I'm from. So yeah, he's a cool guy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So is there a song that you're working on right now? Um, there's a couple, yeah. I am working on some songs for this guy, um, this guy's album, which is super cool. It's kind of the first time that I've gotten to do something like that. So um, they're all very much like poppy, which is a new avenue for me. Um, usually I'm more of a like singer songwriter bluesy kind of jazzy kind of writer. So um, this, I really have to kind of dive into his genre, which is really, really interesting for me. So yeah, I have like little bits and pieces of songs that I'm like developing throughout the day and throughout the weeks and stuff. So cool. Um, yeah. I love it. Exploring that pop. Yes. Amazing. It's an interesting place, this pop world. I love it. <laughs> you seem um, very grounded, which I think is really um, nice to nice to be around it's I always like I feel like I gravitate towards people who are very grounded um how do you how do you like maintain that like what kind of keeps you sane and grounded especially in this like industry where there's lots of ups and downs and you know a lot of competition and oh my gosh yes (laughs) um two things for me for the longest time it's been my faith and just remembering why I'm really here and remembering that it's not about like, well, I guess they're kind of combined because the other thing is that it's not really about physical success. Like it's not about money. It's not about like Mm, what other people think of you. It's about doing what you love and glorifying, well, for me, glorifying God and and making sure that like um, whatever it is that I'm doing is something that would make God proud in, in terms of like, or also make myself proud. Like I, I wouldn't look back at this and be like, I don't, I don't like that this could make someone else feel this way. Or like, um, 
I don't know. And I think when I say glorifies God, I think it means that it's more um, something that the same way that you would make a parent proud. Like if you, if you had a child and they were like writing songs about things that you don't really want, like you don't typically talk about, like, I don't know, like sex and drugs and stuff like that. I feel like that stuff just doesn't pour goodness into the world usually at all. Um, so I think it's, it's important to me that goodness comes from what I write and um, having a relationship with God and knowing like what I'm here for helps me kind of stay grounded in that way and be like, wait, I'm literally here because I'm supposed to be here loving on people. And if I don't write a song that doesn't feel like I'm loving on someone, then I'm not doing it right. So. I love that you said that. (laughs) I love that you said that because you, I know that you said it's all about faith and, um, and God, but also his goal or his mission is to have his people like connect with other people. And Mm -hmm. I think that by you going back to the why behind performing and connecting with others, like you said in the beginning, like the, you want to see the impact that your music has on other people, like you're getting it away from yourself. And I think a lot of people go into this industry with what you said, like the intention of um, accessing like physical wealth or physical success and making it more about them. And you're kind of drawing it away from you and knowing like your mission and the why behind why you're doing it. And it's not about Mm -hmm. you. It's about other people Um, or God's like mission for other people. So yeah, you have like a greater sense of purpose than just like, I'm doing this to make a lot of money or, you know, whatever, which, you know, fine if that's your goal, but you know, you're obviously also be like a goal, but like you said, like the bigger goal is Mm -hmm. that. You're, you're connected to like the impact you want to have. Exactly. So cool. Yeah. I just think that stuff like money and fame, it's going to fade. So why are we chasing it? You know? And I, I understand that some people, like people who are in, financial difficulties do pursue that. I know because I've definitely been in that place. Um, But what I've learned is that it'll come, like money always comes back. Like the more you work on it, the more it'll actually get back into your hands and you know, everything works itself out. Um, But while you're in the place of not having it, why not cultivate some joy at the same time? You know, like make yourself happy, don't, focus so much on like the difficulties focus also on what brings you joy and how that can help you out of your difficulty and stuff like that so uh you're speaking to our audience right now (laughs) so many people are like going through COVID difficulties and have just lost their jobs and everything so I just I know that our audience will be inspired by what you said about how money and fame will come And Mm -hmm. it comes and goes and fades. I think that's something we haven't really touched on on the uh, podcast. We've talked about redefining what success means to us. And Mm -hmm. uh, that is a big part of what you said. So your idea of success is, you know, 
storytelling and evoking emotion and having a higher Mm -hmm. purpose. And that's amazing. And it's inspiring for the people that, like you said, are going through some difficult times right now. Yeah. 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 I know I did say this quote one time on the podcast, but <laughs> it's, it's worth it's worth mentioning again. But okay, I repeat my, the same quote like seven times. <laughs> no, we do this all the time. But one of my favorite quotes is actually I by Jim Carrey, and he says, "Like I want, I wish everyone would." I'm paraphrasing, but I wish everyone would become rich and famous to realize that that's not it. Yeah, that kind of reminded me of what you were speaking about. Like, that's not really going to bring you that joy and happiness. Like you're going to get if let's say you do reach that point. If that was your reasoning for, you know, reaching success was to be famous, then you're going to kind of feel like this emptiness and this void when you get there. It's going to be like, well, what's next? Like what what was that all for versus like if you have this like greater purpose and then you just like happen to reach fame, you know, you're already more grounded you because you were doing it for the right reasons. So yeah. Mm. So So to to just segue into something else, um, you are in a vocal jazz group resolve and so cool and you've been at competitions and travel so how is that dynamic different uh with performing from you know creating your own content and Mm -hmm. performing it yourself versus maybe doing some covers of songs with a group like how does that dynamic um differ from each other um, it's still collaborative. I like my favorite kind of songwriting is collaborating with other people. Um, but I think it's, it's similar in the way that, I, that we are singers who have to work together to succeed. You know, like we, if, if one of us doesn't sound good, then all four of us don't sound good because it is acapella and, you know, the whole product is the point. Um, and so it's different in the way that I have, my say is smaller, like I'm one vote of four. Um, while um, when I'm collaborating with someone, my vote could count more because I'm, I'm the songwriter in the situation. Um, it's, oh man, I, I love working with that group because we're all of a similar mindset where we do kind of hold, um, vocal jazz in particular up to a standard. I feel like that's um, something that's fading away right now, like vocal jazz in particular, not just acapella, um, but you know, intricate harmonies and cool rhythms and stuff like that is what we, what we pride ourselves in and that's kind of what we, we love to do. And so it's cool to work with a team of people that has a, a simple, like we're all going towards a similar goal of bringing up that genre again and just um, doing it in a way that a younger generation kind of um, relates to, I guess. So um, that's that's kind of been the cool thing. It's, it's different than songwriting in that way. So cool. So, yeah. so cool. Um, I know that's you amazing. guys created a, a Christmas album uh mm-hmm. how was that how was like recording that and 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 creating it and what was that like it was super cool we were so excited we um had to do a kind of like a crowdfund kind of situation so we did a concert and we like um 
saying some stuff online and put out rewards and stuff if you donate this much money, blah, blah, blah. Um, we made t-shirts, all of these crazy things um, to raise money for this EP. And it was um, a really, it was really cool to see how each of us were willing to jump in and work extra hard um, so that the finances came in. And once the finances did come in, um, well, by that time we had already kind of completed like the song selection and naming the, the album and all that stuff because we were um, working in a way that we already had it. And I think that's always a really important thing to do when you're doing a project is not being like, oh, I'll do this if I get this, like if should never be a part of it. You should just be like, um, this is my goal. But once, once I get there, like what needs to have already been done? So we, um, we kind of set it in that way and we chose the songs in terms of like um, who we had as, as arrangers because arranging is a little different than songwriting because then it's more about um, physically writing down the notes and knowing who sings what and stuff like that. And I admire anyone who's able to do that because I think personally that's like that sounds so confusing. Not, not my strength, yes. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, but we did. We do have incredible friends who um, we know are great arrangers, and they kind of gave us an opportunity not just to sing these incredible songs, but to uplift other arrangers in the area and be like, hey, go listen to this guy because he, or not go listen to, go work with this guy because he um, is an incredible arranger. He wrote this song for us. Um, and when you listen to it on the album, you're like, oh my gosh, that's, that is so great, you know? Um, and it helps to kind of grow our community in that way and inspires people to kind of go back and listen to vocal jazz and sing a little bit more of that. And so um, I think for the album, I think recording it was super, super fun because it was something that we've been wanting to do for so long. And we've all had a little bit of like studio experience um, most of mine was in college. I took a class on it. And so um, I learned how to record other people and how to be recorded. Um, so like the etiquette and stuff like that. So, and I think we all had a little bit of that experience. So the process ended up being super smooth. Um, I don't know how much detail you want me to go <laughs> when it comes to the actual recording process. I would love to, like, if there's people in the performing industry looking to maybe record themselves singing or mm -hmm. create an album, maybe like a goal, because I know you have a lot of experience in that, as well as yeah. I didn't know you had education in that. Yeah. Um, what's one thing, what's one piece of advice you would give to someone who is thinking about recording uh, their own content or like a cover or something? Or um, experience in general. Oh, yeah. Number one have a plan, like write it all down before you even contact anybody, before you talk to a producer, before you talk to anybody that has a studio, like know what you're trying to do. Um, so um, I'll use an EP as an example. So if you you have, if you want to create, I actually um, coached someone on this the other day. Um, Can you tell us what an EP is for our audience yeah. in case they don't know? Yes. Um, an LP is a full length album. Mm -hmm. So it would be a, an album that has 10 to 15 songs on it. An EP is kind of like the smaller version of that. So mm. it's, it's a taste of what the album would be. Mm. Um, and, I didn't know that. So thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and 30. so 
Yeah. So the way that I've kind of coached this other person is that I told her she, she um, went to the same college as I did and she never got to do her senior recital, which is really sad. Um, but she said that she wanted to release some kind of music of like what she would have done in her recital, which I was like, that's amazing. You should absolutely that's do that. Beautiful. Um, so what we talked about is having her um, first decide on the songs that you want to do, like know them, know who's going to be playing it, know like what you want it to sound like before you talk to anybody else. Um, have that written down, know like how many instruments you want. So if you're singing um, this aria, do you only want there to be a piano playing? Do you want um, there to be a violin part? Do you want there to be any kind of percussion? Like you have to know these things before you go into the studio because once you're in there, you can't be like, hmm, you know what? I'd rather blah, blah, blah. Cause then that's like a half hour of money that you have to pay to the studio. You have to pay the producer, you have to pay the engineer. And so you really, really have to like solidify your plan uh, before you go in. And once you have a plan, connect with a producer so that he can advise you on the best way to kind of go about reaching out to the studio, reaching out to the engineer, reaching out to the other instrumentalists, and then um, create a schedule and be like, on day one, we're gonna record my vocals, my scratch vocals and the piano. On day two, we'll record any other instruments that are needed for any of the other tracks. On day three, we will re-record my vocals so that I sound the best that I can possibly sound. And then day four, we will edit and master and blah, blah, blah. And that's only four days in the studio, which would still cost you a lot of money, but it would cost you even more if you spent a week being like, I don't know what instruments I want, like while you're sitting <laughs> inside the studio. Um, so yeah, I think wow. the biggest advice is have a plan before you, before you call anyone, know what you want to do. It sounds like you have a studio coaching entrepreneur business that you could go into. <laughs> right? It's not like you have your shit together. <laughs> you know what you're talking about. If anybody yeah, needs one of those. Lots of trial and error is what that is. It's lots of me actually having been in the studio like, hmm, <laughs> you know what would sound good here, you know? <laughs> yeah. This is so cool. I have like no, I don't know anything about this at all besides like if I've watched like a TV show and there's like people yeah. recording in studio. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> so this is really cool to hear. Yeah. Um, so you, okay, so you're part of the vocal jazz group and then you're mm -hmm. also a part of Voices of Liberty. That's right, is yes. That, okay, so mm -hmm. cool. What do you, um, how is that? Like, what do you like about performing around the holidays? And, and oh my gosh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Christmas time is my favorite because it, it's such a great reminder to everyone that we're supposed to be, you know, it's, it, I think Thanksgiving into Christmas time where you just, Remember to be thankful and then remember to kind of hold each other close and remember to spend time with your people. And I think that's something that we forget to do all throughout the year and it's all hustle and hustle and hustle. Even even during the pandemic, we, we were all in this state of like, everyone get away from me. I really have to figure out how to make money. You know, like, <laughs> like that's kind of, <laughs> that's exactly what it ended up feeling like. And so I feel like Christmas time is gonna be a way for us to remember who our people are and to draw near to them and to be grateful for them and to just give, you know, and it's, it's, it's my favorite time, but specifically for Voices of Liberty. Um, I love working there because 
that music, Christmas music is, is what draws the most warmth out of people. Like they just, you can't help but be happy. You can't help but feel um, not relaxed. I can't quite find the word, but like just at ease and joyful. I mean, that's a word that you hear all like the time. Peace. Peace. Thank you. Yes. It's, it's just the most peaceful time of year. And I really hope that that, um, the feeling of that season kind of permeates all that's happening right now and just helps us to kind of relax because I think that's one thing that we've all not been doing in 2020 <laughs> is relaxing. Um, yeah. like truly, truly not relaxing in terms of like leaving your responsibilities behind, but relaxing in terms of ease your mind and remember what's important. Um, so mm. man, I love that. And I love being around those people, being around those musicians, because I know that they are one, they're going to help me kind of realign my, um, my work ethic because they are just, uh, everyone that works at Voices of Liberty is just so very much on top of what they're doing. And I think you have to be in order to sing in an acapella group of that, um, professionalism, I guess, in, in uh, that level of professionalism, because it really is, if one person messes up, the whole group sounds bad. So, um, and that's 10 people that you're like, usually it's like eight people in the group. So that's seven people that you're letting down and you don't want to be that person. So you really, really are on top of how you succeed in that group because your success means the success of everybody else. And so it's, Personally, that's what I look forward to. And I just love those people. They've become my family. And so it's, yeah, it's just a beautiful place to be. I love Christmas time and I love that group. I love it. Yeah. So uh, this episode is going to be coming out just around, I was going to say just around the river bend, just like, <laughs> <laughs> um, like a couple of weeks before Christmas. Yeah. Just you talking about how, performing Christmas music just it, I mean you, you went back to what your goal was was like the emotion of people and like affecting people and mm -hmm. using like warmth and peace like oh beautiful that's exactly yeah, I love those words because I think yeah. there's a lot of people who are on the holidays get really frantic and stressed. And this was yeah. such a beautiful reminder that like the holidays are for like peace and remembering what's important. And yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. I yeah. love that you said <laughs> COVID was all about get away from me and because <laughs> that is, I agree with you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Everyone was like, what do I do? Exactly. <laughs> Panic. Yes. You've performed in the candlelight service, right? In uh, how was that? And like, that is a huge group of singers. And yes. how was that? Oh my gosh. That's for sure. One of my very favorite things that I've ever gotten to do during Christmas time. Um, so being, um, I, so I was a music major in college and being kind of like a music geek, I loved um, where I got to stand because in front of me, I had this whole giant orchestra. Behind me, I had these awesome singers. Next, I mean, next to me too, I had the singers that I was singing with. Um, in front of me, 
like past the orchestra was this conductor who was kind of holding everything together and making sure everyone was coming in at the same time and at the right time. And I think it's a perspective that I wish everybody got to have at least once because then you get to see how hard everybody works to get, to, like you see all, get to see all the cogs working, you know, like in this giant machine. Um, my favorite thing to do, like once I had all the music memorized and I knew how to like perform, um, I got to like really listen in to each individual like section. So I would listen into the string section and really know like where the violin ones were and the violin twos were and like the cello and, and the, um, the viola sitting in front, like right in front of us. And it's just, it, it changes the way you listen to music when you are able to really hear everything that's going on. And, um, and then you had this like famous person standing like, what, two, three feet away from you. And you, you're in awe of the way, I mean, I say famous person, I think it's, it's better to call them a storyteller at this, in this scenario, because um, whoever they pick usually has a way with words, like they, a way that they are able to read this um, passage and this story that really helps you to settle into the story of, you know, the birth of Christ and all of that. Um, and it's just, I mean, it, <laughs> I, I can't like put into words the kind of magic that that is. That's truly, I mean, I guess that's the only word that I can use. It's, it's, it's magical. I love that you talked about all the different sections and paying attention to them. I think, mm -hmm. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but being a songwriter and knowing how much effort it takes to put together music or a song, yeah. or I think it gives you a lot more appreciation when it's all put together. I think yeah. you can really look at it as a, as one piece and know mm -hmm. the work it took to, to get oh, there. Yeah. And it's a lot more rewarding in a way. Definitely. Oh, definitely. It's, I think about like the hours that they spent trying to make sure that each part doesn't clash with the other and doesn't like overtake the other. Um, uh, and it's just, yeah, I don't, there's, I don't have words for that for some reason. It just, it's, it's a feeling and I don't know how to, how to word it, which oh I should God. get better at as a songwriter, but it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one of our last questions, if I'm, mm -hmm. let me know if I'm wrong, Danielle. Um, what is something, what are you most looking forward to this holiday season? Oh boy. Um, as many may know, uh, a lot of the performance opportunities that happen around Orlando have just been canceled. Like there's no, um, there's no live entertainment at all. And I think what I'm most excited about right now is getting back to um, seeing people perform in person. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing. Christmas time has always been the time where it, that happens the most. So I get to go see um, my friends in, you know, productions and I get to go see them um, sing at some hotel or go sing, um, you know, some little jazz bar or whatever. And it's all going to have to be social distance, of course, because we are still living in a pandemic. But um, I love that 
that everyone's making an effort to make that a reality right now. And so I haven't been singing with Voices of Liberty, of course, this entire year because it's been gone. But um, starting this December, we will be back and singing. And so I'm, I'm so, so, so excited. So good. Yay. Yeah. That's excited for for that. That makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a few rapid fire questions. This is what we kind of do at the end. We ask about okay. like four, four rapid fire questions. All um, right. So get prepared, but it's no pressure. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the first question is, what is your favorite song ever? If you oh have one, I know that like, it's probably like the hardest question to ask. It really is. <laughs> no pressure. You can say more than one if you want, it's fine. Okay. Oh my gosh. I wish you just like could tell me a genre or like, <laughs> give me like, give me something. Um, I nope. really don't know. Or maybe like, what's a song that like was very like, had like a pivotal impact in, on you or something. Oh no. <laughs> Even still, there's so many of them. Um, oof. <laughs> and this has to be rapid fire so i really have to like it's okay it doesn't have to be that fast about whatever's not mean like say it quickly it just means okay. that they're shorter questions <laughs> okay yeah whatever's coming to mind for me right now it's an album i hope that's okay um yeah, totally the album that i uh, the first album that i ever bought from jason Mraz, like physically bought myself was um called we sing we stick we sing we dance we steal things and it's um just a beautifully composed um beautifully put together album that just has so much in it that I think I needed to hear in the moment that I was like in I think I was living in Rwanda at the time because you know my parents in the UN and whatever um so um that was the first one. And then from there, I bought everything before and everything after that one album. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and say that album and the song off of it that really, for some reason, resonated with me. Um, I think it's because the way that I found out about Jason Mraz is I was watching um, So You Think You Can Dance. Um, and there was a piece oh of choreography gosh. that I loved, 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 loved. Um, I remember the dancers' names are Janine and Jason, and it was to oh, the song. I loved them. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they were so good. Yeah, they were a great um, duo. Um, and it's this beautiful choreography, and the words were so powerful, and I loved how sparse it was. So I was like, "Who is this person? And what is he singing? And how did he what?" And so I found that song, and I bought the album. So that song, I guess, is a pivotal moment because that kind of is my. What's the song? Uh, it's called "If It Kills Me." If it kills me. I remember that dance. That dance yes. was amazing. That was like one of, like, I wasn't even that huge of a So You Think You Can Dance fan, but yeah. I watched like a few dances or, you know, here and there. And that was like, that's one of the top ones that I remember. Like I watched yeah. it over and over again. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shoot. I'm going to need to look at that. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, now I'm going to go watch that after this. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Next question. Uh, okay. Where is your go-to spot to write music? 
and what gets you in the zone? Like, do you have like a routine or something? Right here, actually. (laughs) (laughs) This is where I go to write because I I have everything at arm's reach. I can be like, oh no, I have to pick up my guitar. What does this sound like? And I just like go in and I figure it out. Um, And is this a place in your room or? Yeah, this is my room. My bed is like right there. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this is where I go to kind of stay focused. I love this window. There's a window like right behind you guys, I guess. Um, and I love the way that the sun comes into the room through this window and it helps me to kind of focus. And um, so this is my this is my spot. This is where I write. Mm, What's your view? It's not much, honestly. There's, there's um, like a little bit of blue sky up here and there's like a hedge. But it's, it's for some reason just really peaceful to see the sun and to not see people. 100%. Yeah, so. And do you have like a routine that gets you in the zone before you sit down to write? Um, not necessarily. It changes every time that I come and sit down. I think um, I like to open my, my book and I kind of usually set it on the piano before I turn on the piano. Um, if I need to turn it on, I like to transfer it, the books over, but um I set my book here and then if I need to I like write something down like I write the first like set of lyrics oh and I have to set up my phone I have to press record because I always forget whatever I like the melodies <laughs> that I sing just because I like sing I, I don't really sing to remember I just sing to create so yes so as soon as I like sing them I'm like oh Hey, that was pretty good. Let's listen, let's listen back and see what I actually did because I really don't remember. Um, so cool. Yeah, so I record everything. That's another tip, I guess, for songwriters is um, always have some kind of recording device going while you're writing. Um, get over the fact that you hate your own voice because I feel like every singer ever mm-hmm. is like, oh, ew, I sound so Everyone terrible. says that, no matter yeah. if they're a singer or not. They're like, oh, I hate listening to myself. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, yeah, you, it, you're just gonna have to get over that for a little while and be okay with listening to yourself, um, like listening back to yourself, because it really does help to remember what you're doing. And so I have a recording device going, I have my book open. Um, I like picking up my guitar to just kind of play through some chords, but sometimes it doesn't start that way. Sometimes it just starts with lyrics. Um, so no, there's not really like a set this is what I have to do, but just kind of. I like that you keep it kind of fluid and like, yeah, it sounds like very in tune with yourself and like with yourself. And I think that is probably, you know, your routine is just like being with yourself that day and wherever you're at showing up as you. And that's what it's sounding like to me. So that's super cool. Um, Next question is what is your favorite holiday tradition? Oh boy. Um, Favorite holiday tradition. So because my family and I move around so much, we don't ever really have a Christmas tree. It like changes every year. So it's been like a Christmas fireplace or a Christmas table, a Christmas candle, you know, like we, (laughs) so we just like put stuff on it and put the presents like around or on or under whatever we have. Um, And so kind of picking that, thing has been super fun every year um and we also have stockings that we've created where we get a pin from 
whatever country or place that we're that we're in and we like put it on the stocking so we have stockings with like um you know a pin from spain and then a pin from orlando and a pin from the congo and like just like on each of the stockings just depending on where we had spent christmas that year so that's cool that is so cool i think you you told me that story uh last year yeah and i was like <laughs> what that's such a cool tradition i know it's it's ridiculous but you know that's our that's life so unique and i i just loved that about you All right. Our last question is what does on stage with wellness mean to you? Oh man. I think it's such an important, um, such an important thing to talk about because I feel like we all forget to take care of ourselves as performers, like, cause it is as a performer, your whole the whole point of like who you are is to give. So you're like giving of yourself and telling a story and like going out and showing and inviting and doing. And I think it's so hard to remember that you need all of that for yourself. It kind of reminds me of, um, so when I, I, I kind of started re going back to church two-ish years ago, almost three years ago now, um, And I made this decision when I went back to church that I would not join any music, anything. Like I would just be there and I would sit in the audience and not know anybody. And I would just be there and I would receive and I would like build a relationship with God and like get to know this church. And that's what I was going to do. And it changed the way that I saw church because to me as a singer, like every other church that I went to before I was on stage and I was like serving and I was like, you know, singing solos and singing in the choir and like doing music in the church, but never really experiencing, you know, being in the presence of God and like being in like just attending a church. And so I think that that's kind of similar for all performers. I think it's important to sit back sometimes and check in with yourself. And I think that's exactly what this podcast does is it's, it's a reminder to do that. It's, it's a great reminder every time that you, yeah, you guys recommend a book or like you talk to um, someone who has been through something and, and the audience is like, oh man, I've been through that too. I got to watch out and be careful and take this person's advice because look where they are now. I want to be in that place, you know? And so I think it's, it's, it's incredible what you guys are doing and it's super important. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Sweetie P, I love you. I love that. I love that answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I really, I really love what you guys do. Thank you, baby. And we love what you do. Um, I mean, it's been, it's been such a joy <laughs> having you. It's, I love, I love, uh, it's so cool. I feel like that we get this like partnership, Gina, because like I bring in people sometimes and you bring in people and then we get to just like learn from all these amazing guests. And so I just like thank you so much for everything that you shared. And I think that you just brought a lot of like wisdom and also like joy and positivity and which is perfect for this time of year. I think we're all needing a little bit of that. And so I just I'm so glad you were able to to be here for our holiday episode. I'm so honored. Christmas is my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) So where can our audience find you, Miss Elodie? 
Well, I am on all social media platforms as Elodie Jermaine Music, Jermaine with a G, no E at the end. Um, and Elodie like Melody, but with no M and I-E. I don't know how, <laughs> many t- how many times do you say that in your life? How many times have you say Like all the time. I know, that was so late. I thought yeah. about naming one of my EPs Elodie like Melody. Or Yes. Um, <laughs> so cute. Yeah. Well, but we're going to uh, write it in the show notes. So you guys okay. will have, yeah. have it there. So <laughs> if you were confused. <laughs> yes. All, all social media platforms. That's what I am. That's who I am. That's who you are. And we love who you are. Thank you so, so much for showing up today. Our um, audience is going to get so much nuggets of knowledge from you. I love that. I'm so grateful. Thank you, guys. Hey, creatives. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. We are beyond grateful for your interest and support in our conversation. We hope you'll tune in each week for fresh new content and some inspiration from wherever you are in the world. Whether you're on tour, auditioning, or in your hometown community theater, share this with your cast, friends, and anyone in the industry who could benefit from this podcast. If you like what you hear, write us a review. You can do this through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Share with us what you liked and what you want to hear more of. This will help us with our mission to support performers with their health and wellness goals. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at On Stage with Wellness. You can follow Danny at Danny Nicole Wellness and Gina at Gina Daniels Coaching. You can find all the links you need in the show notes. Until next time, performers, remember, you know enough, you have enough, and you are enough.